the army where you shoot them a mile away. You gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You planet Farkas. This is live at five. Live at five. Hey now. That's how I get my levels here. Just want to just use, utilize my big ass mouth just to get things started here. See if the microphone's working. It looks like it is. So we're ready for a live at five show here on a Thursday, the 26th of us. Uh, uh, I was going to say September. Uh, here in January of 2023. I didn't mention this the other day, but on the 23rd, was it? Yeah, the 23rd, which was Monday. If you looked at the calendar, it was... Well, anyway, I I won't get into what it looked like. But at the end of this month, it's going to look very interesting, Steve. I'll explain. At the end of this month, I just read this yesterday. You know the crazy stuff you see on Facebook? Oh, did you realize that if we go to the 31st of January, it's going to be 131.23. And that means that when you go to the date, and you, it, it's weird because it will say one two three one two three for the first time in the history when you write it down. Anyway, I saw that in Facebook. Whether or not that makes any, any sense or not, I have no idea. But today we have an in-studio uh, guest. His name is Steve Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a big hand. I'm going to give you a big hand, Steve. Say a couple words into that Thank microphone. You. Thank you. I know you have, the, yeah, you have good volume right up to the microphone. That's excellent. And you were involved with Snowtown, uh, Snowtown the film festival. In That's its right. Eighth year? Is that what it is? Ninth year. Ninth year. Yeah. One year with Vigo Mortensen. One thing we didn't talk That's about. Right. You had Vigo here, and That's you right. did that, what, four or five years ago before COVID, I believe. Yes. Yep. 2017, I believe it was. And he was nominated for the Captain Fantastic film that year, the same time he was here. And it was uh, Channel 50's own Alex Hazard, who had the honors of, of interviewing him. But he wouldn't allow anyone to take any questions. What was that all about? Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember that. I don't remember this that. This is my interview. Your interview in the middle of a state office. But anyway, it was good. That was huge star power because, as you know, not only did he do Captain Fantastic, but he's an A-lister. And he, he somewhat grew up here. He went to high school, Watertown High School. So that must have been an honor when you had uh, 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 him here. For, yeah, for it was Vigo. a tremendous honor. I mean, it, it kind of solidified all that we had been uh, trying to do with the film festival, you know, bringing uh, quality independent film like captain fantastic which i think is uh you know it's kind of took off and then you have a, an actor like vigo who's well known and sure and um he's been in two best pictures uh, the lord in, of the rings and uh, the green book yeah which is very impressive one day he'll he's been nominated for best actor at least twice one day he'll get it but the snowtown film festival part of snowtown started like you said this is your ninth year a little delay there because of covid like everything else but you picked up right where you left off. You did something during COVID online, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we had a remote service for when we were uh, when COVID was happening, and so we were um, 
it was sort of like a Netflix service, but it just had our films on it, and people could subscribe and then go into the to and the see service. which which were featured in Snow. Now the original Snowtown and the idea of it, at least, was obviously to showcase things that represent North Country or people that actually contribute films, short films, long films. I contributed my Egan um, uh, Murders film yeah. back in 2016. That was one of the first ones. And then I was there on the dais because I thought a good movie that would be reflective of our area was with Fred Exley in uh, Fans Notes, which yeah. was done, in, I believe, in 1973 by a Canadian company with uh, uh, Gary Orbach, who yep, played uh, right. uh, Baby's father and, and many other things uh, on TV, who died, unfortunately, of cancer at age 69. But nonetheless, I thought that was a good fit because that's what Snowtown, Film, Film Fest Snowtown is all about. It, it could be about winter right. or done locally like Egan's or about a very famous writer by the name of Fred Exley, who we unfortunately lost in Alex Bay in 1993. So I thought that was a good contribution. That's what Snowtown Film, Film Fest, at least for Snowtown, is all about, right, Steve? That's exactly what we're all about. The old idea of taking, uh, you're in winter, there's, you know, the weather is unpredictable. Right. And if we can do something like watch films and do it, uh, celebrate win winter films and local movies, sure. then we're, we want to do that. We want to showcase that. I mean, I've always been a fan of winter films, you know, The Thing, right. the, the Thing Shining, was the big one. Yeah, I was yeah, going to bring that up. Fargo, those yeah. types of films have always been a huge, sure. uh, you know, they've been, I've always been a big fan of those. And, and uh, so we have this opportunity to show, you know, specifically you solicit winter films from all over the world. Sure. And then also we highlight the North Country stuff. We also call it, we, we say we're highlighting the North Country spirit right. because, you know, some films are not from here, but they just they just fit. Anything with snow. like uh, And the John Carpenter thing was interesting because he, again, yeah. was somewhat native because he's, I don't know if he was born in West Carthage, but he was there as a young kid. Yep. And because of his roots to West Carthage, you played that movie, the original, not the original thing, but the remake for Thing, and still voted, even by Z Generation kids today, one of the scariest movies yeah. in terms of special effects ever made. He was, you invited uh, John Carpenter to come here, but he humbly, he couldn't get here, but he was very humble about it. I he was, that. and he sent us a message and said, I wish I, you wish I would have known earlier, maybe right. I could have figured it out, but right. we hadn't connected till, till you know, close to the event, and... Uh, but he was very, very uh, honored to be asked, and uh, the fact that he's from Carthage. Yeah, he he was born. I don't know if he's born in the hospital there, but he's from Carthage and then, moved, okay. and then moved out as a as a young person. A young person, but he did very, very well in his in his yeah. life. That's for sure. But this year he's changing it up. So you used to have the state office building as your venue. You had the main stage, and then you used the upper floors, like the second and eleventh floor, if I'm not mistaken, for various venues, smaller venues for smaller films. But you walked away from that for this year, at least. What, what What's going on? Steve? Yeah, we're just coming out of COVID, and we had the two remote years yeah. online. And so this year we're doing a partnership with WPBS. We wanna, uh, we're taking this as a transition year. We want to reorganize um, and try to come back better than ever. Uh, so this year we're, we're doing a kickoff party on Friday, tomorrow night, mm -hmm. at the Empire Square nice. downtown. Yeah. It's yeah. a new new establishment there. We we're we're all about celebrating downtown and how we can bring traffic and you know um, interest to the establishments there. And then we're going to have for four Saturdays, uh, starting on January twenty eighth, PBS at eight o'clock. Uh, you're going to be able to watch the film selections that uh, we are presenting this year. So that's four straight Saturdays starting at eight p.m. Yes. Yep. A and what's on tap for for instance, uh, you know, starting. Well, Starting off this Saturday, yeah. So we have we have a, a handful of films, but we're 
going to have uh, 18 overall. Mm-hmm. We had over uh, nearly 400 submissions from throughout the world. Wow. I think uh, our finalists, there are 13 countries represented, including Canada nice. and the North Country. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, this Saturday we're going to have... Uh, a film called Have a Nice Day Forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a, we also have some conversations with the filmmakers. We have a, a, a short from a guy named uh, Alex Griffin mm-hmm. um, called uh, Musical Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, it's a, I don't know, I, it's hard to describe, but right. it's a short film. Avant garde. Avant garde. Right, right. But, a lot of uh, more. But people will get it. It's sure. kind of mashup of uh, old silent films and new, and nice. it's really extremely well done. He's from like uh, the Binghamton area. Nice. There's an animated film, Kiss and Ride, from a, a young woman out of Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, there's another film about uh, some uh, more of a documentary type film called Next Stop Snag. Mm. And then yeah, each each Saturday there's going to be a crop of films. We also did conversations with the filmmakers. Nice. Um, so you're going to get a flavor of what they were thinking about when right. they were when they were making the film and the challenges and those sorts of things, similar to when you were you were on the right panel. I, because I got an, you know I explained my film and I got a Q and A from the audience and with the Fred Exley thing that was interesting too because his family came up I believe from the Utica Rome area if I'm yeah. not mistaken that's right and uh, that, that, and remember the weather was just like it is now it's a perfect time of year to have an indoor event that's for sure uh, but so that's good so but the thing is. PBS will dedicate how many hours from 8 p.m. till what, like 11 well, o'clock? No, like, it's it's an hour a night for four for four weeks, so okay. four hours this year. For, That's good. Hours, yeah. So you uh, basically, we're telling everyone for the next four Saturdays, if you want to st- see stuff for Snowtown Film Festival, to go to. PBS and that's right. a lot of people have access to that. But that said, you said you had submissions. Explain that as a film festival. Yeah. You're not con. con uh, what's the one in France? A con. Con. Uh, con yeah, yeah. But you're getting there. And but but it sounds like you popularized yourself enough where people seek to go, to submit their movies. Yes. So w- what type of process is that all about? Well, we're involved with an online. Uh, platform that that filmmakers use and they can submit a film uh throughout the year we open the uh the submission process i think in like april Mm -hmm. and then we collecting films all year we have a committee of people that are reviewing the films throughout the year like an academy yeah similar (laughs) to our our little local north country version of that um but yeah looking through you know watching films there's a lot of not great stuff in there right yeah Yeah, the 400 films we're down to 18 that are going to be on pbs Mm -hmm. but um but there's a lot of unique stuff Mm -hmm. uh variety uh again stuff from all over the world we're really um really interested in that and uh you know they are seeking us out they they, at this point we've got a reputation again doing it nine years you kind of just like any any sort of uh, social media type platform you're kind of growing uh uh some history there so people mm-hmm. have some credibility when they so what come to what us. what does a producer get out of it by being a part of you know snowtown's film festival what, what, what they're selected of the 18 yeah. for instance what do they put that on their resume selected as top choice i or? think so i think some of them are trying to be uh you know trying to break into sort of mainstream filmmaking mm-hmm. and they're they're they have it for the resume but mm-hmm. um it also helps get produced. So, so if you've got a bigger film, we've had some that uh, films that are now on like Amazon platform nice. and stuff like that. Yeah, that I mean, started humbly right here. Yeah, I mean Clay Dumas, I think has his his films are on Amazon um, right now, Amazon Prime. So sure. he's a, one of the filmmakers that we presented. On, I think the first year. Yeah, he did hold them. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and he moved out to Colorado. Is he back yeah. in town? I know. No, he's, he's in Colorado, but he's we still keep in, in touch. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, that's, I, I tell you, I mean, I'm always, uh, the one year I remember going there, some of the, cow, one guy, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, 
one young kid from Watertown, you know, must have been from, you know, the south side. <laughs> but whatever it was, he went to film school yeah. out in California, and he, he got real actors, and he did a very nice job. It was kind of a crazy thing. It was, I think it was about birds or whatever it was. And he's, he said he spent $25,000 on it. Yeah. So not everyone just spends. I, let me tell you, I didn't spend twenty five thousand on eating the Egan, <laughs> but I spent at least ten. Yeah. And most of which went to the DVDs. Today you don't have to do that anymore. So do you think a lot of people are investing a lot of money in their productions, or is it? Does it I vary? think it's a mix. But yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like the story is the key. Um, you can have a story with very minimal budget. I sure. think. Um, and you can just tell that it's just the difference between a, a you know a good story and mm-hmm. something that's just a little off and doesn't doesn't fully come together. So when you do a one hour on PBS, did you actually produce the segments that are inclusive of the actual short film that you'll see during yeah. that hour on PBS? Like with intros with yourself? Yes, said, we have oh, intro- next film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, we have intros and we have uh, conversations with the filmmakers in between the films. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. where did you produce that? At PBS? No, we produced it in in house. Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. so that's PBS. Good. I mean, they're they're being a partner, so I'm sure they're putting some, they're putting a sort of a wrapper around it. Sure. Um, you know, making sure it's transitions. I, oh, well and, and so. I, I know you got got everything closed captioned and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. The, I know I yeah. did the same thing. I did the River series there this past year, uh, so I'm familiar with that. But nonetheless, one hour, so uh, four weeks in a row, short films. Yeah. It, would there be any given night where you'll see upwards of two, three films in one hour, or just oh, one definitely. or two? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're really short films then. We're talking They're, five yeah, to ten minutes. Yeah, less than 30 minutes. minutes, but the ones we have are generally, you know, let's say eight minutes. Eight minutes eight long. Eight to 12 That's minutes. great for today's generation yeah. because they don't have an attention span beyond seven or eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, we have one night, the third night, we have, I think, three films, and then we have another night that has like six films. Six so. films within one hour time yeah. frame, including the intros and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated to see that. If people can't see it on PBS, can they... Can they see it online at all? They can or? see it online through the through PBS's website as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, good. And your capacity and all this—you've been there from some of yeah. the beginning. Yeah, I've been there from the beginning. We do you like of, making movies? Are you a movie maker yourself? No, I'm not. Although as a child, I made a lot with a video, you know, VHS right. camera. Sure. Made a lot of zombie movies and had fun doing that. Uh, I've goofed around with my kids and made you know um, funny, goofy films with them and on like an Apple uh, iPhone, but. Sure. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a filmmaker. Not. A, I don't aspire to be. But I'm a huge film uh, fanatic. I love love movies and um, and, 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 the, and the people you work with. Her name is escapes me right now. But her last name is Peck. What is her first name? Yeah, Ky- Kylie Peck. Kylie She's Peck. on our committee. Uh, there's a there, we got a small group of mm-hmm. about six people I think on our 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 executive board. And then we have a. A review committee that looks at the films and stuff as well. So you love your association with Snowtown, and I know a lot of Snowtown events are going to be coming up. Yeah. Are you kind of part of that whole Olympic ceremony? Will you be there for the launching of the other Snowtown events with a big flag like, <laughs> with a film festival? People? You know, we're we're actually a separate entity from them. Okay. We we have a separate uh, not for profit uh, designation, but we're of course we're supportive. I mean, sure. the whole idea is that we want to provide another event in the winter that people can. You know, add to their list of events, and we want them to be successful. We talk to them and, and uh, keep in touch with them, but we also kind of operate up independent of that. Sure. All right. So the four week uh, film festival. Quite frankly, I like what you're doing. I know it's a transition year, but I hope you do get back yes. to, to the state office building. And let me just say one more thing, and maybe he's listening right now. Steve Bradley, local businessman and developer of Court Street, we should call him Mr. Court Street. He is converting the old uh, Severance Photo Building into an event center. And I would dare say that once things change, obviously you're in transition now, 
Uh, maybe you could do both, you know, PBS yeah. and, and a venue, because that's going to be a great place. No disrespect to the state office building. I thought that was way too big for what you yeah, really that's needed. Right. No, you know sure. what I'm saying? And that this being a new place still in downtown for Snowtown, yeah. USA, might be a consideration. Clearly by next year it will be available for you. So if people need to find information, who can they call and where can they go online for more of this program? I think the best place would be check out our website. It's snowtownfilmfestival.com. It's easy enough. Nothing special. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter, you know, all of those social media. Four sites. Saturdays in a row, go to PBS at 8 o'clock, and if you can't watch them, v, you know, uh, DVR. Is yeah. that, uh, and no other means of seeing them online after that, Brian? No, we're going to keep them, we're going to keep it just to the festival, okay. you know, to keep the kind of festival experience. Well, that's good, because PBS obviously being local as well. Brian, thank you very much, Yep. and, uh, and uh, good luck with the, the film festival, and hopefully uh, I can speak to you about something that I've been working on for some time now. I'm finally coming to the end of it, and that's going to be something local called The Conductor, about a, a gambling ring that happened in the po- just the years after t- uh, World War II. Oh, great. Uh, a, couple, a couple right here in Watertown, yeah. $5 million gambling ring. They yeah. got in trouble! But they didn't go to jail for something. <laughs> they didn't throw people in jail back in the... Well, they still don't, for that matter. Brian, thank you very much. I'm going to do welcome, a commercial Jerry. break right here. You're listening to the Live at Five show, and uh, we will be back right after these messages. You've been hearing about Harridge's... Con- Thanks, Brian. And welcome back. Thanks again to Brian Hunt. We're going to move my camera here. Snowtown, USA, uh, with the film festival. It's good to see. And uh, you know, again, hopefully they can they can they can work something out with Steve, and and and, and actually have a, f- a film festival uh, where you know people physically go. I think that's important. I really do. And I understand the transition and all. Everything's in transition. But uh, you know, I just read an article the other just today that uh, remote uh, working from home is is kind of being you know phased out. And, and the major- a lot of those people that have been laid off from Google, Facebook, and other, you know, high-tech companies, you know, a lot of them were remote workers that were just getting way, way too comfy making six figures, drinking latte in their living room. Come on now. Wake up! All right, let's go to the phone. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Glenn, you mentioned John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was in Lavo more than Carthage. Was he? I, yeah, I no, I heard West Carthage, but I definitely I never heard Lowville. No, no, but I thought I, thought I, he did a movie in '76, uh, Assault. Yeah, uh, Priest in Thirteen. Yeah, great movie. God, that was a great movie, Glenn. You know what? You know what it reminds me he of. We made it, but it couldn't hold water to the original movie. What an action-packed movie! Yeah, he, nobody I know that was in it, any stars or anything. No. Low budget, but, but I seen it on the origi- on HBO. Remember the old days? You had one box. Yeah. You turned a button and you got HBO. Yeah, I remember when HBO was on Channel that? Six. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's how I seen it. But boy, that was an action packed movie. It was, and it was violent as hell. I mean, well, very the, violent one, movie. Yeah. One kid they gets killed. It. I think he did a lot of work with Kurt Russell. Yes, he did. Escape did from you New ever York. see the Elvis movie he did for TV, Glenn? I I haven't. I heard it's one of the best. Elvis movies. I didn't even see the most recent one. I refused to see it. I can't see Tom Hanks as the Colonel. I think it was 1979. That was a hell of a movie. Yeah, least, uh, for TV. Very, very well done by uh, Kurt Russell. Very good actor. Just bear in mind that I hate to say this. John Carpenter also did a lot of bad movies. Uh, yeah, well, you remember the Fog? Yeah, the Fog was okay though. I thought Fog. I didn't have a problem with with uh, Al Holbrook. I liked Halloween, but you didn't like that movie. Nah, it was overdone. But it was, so, you know, I I appreciate, I respect it because it started a whole phenomenon, phenom 
of horror movies. There was a scene there with uh, Michael Myers carried the girly murdered across the street from where the Jamie Lee Curtis was right. babysitting the little boy scene. Horrifying scene. Yeah, yeah it's horrifying, is right. The music alone was a... Well, you know, it's funny you should say that. Remember the movie uh, Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn? Yeah, Richard Crenna. Yeah, Richard Crenna and uh, uh, Adam Arkin. Chilling movie. Uh, played wrote and you know you know who was inspired by that movie amongst others was Stephen King he thought Alan Alan Arkin's uh, depiction of wrote was the most chilling uh, bad guy he's ever seen and we're talking Stephen King now <laughs> so yeah. but that last scene when he lunges at her uh, Audrey Hepburn in the dark that's scary. that's almost as frightening as the head scene in Jaws. Yeah, that was a very scary movie. Yeah, I actually you know what you're gonna I this, think it was sixty. Maybe I'm wrong. I, it was an, originally it was a Broadway play, and I was in a community play called Wait Until Dark, and I played Efren Zimlis Jr.'s character. Wow. That was Audrey Hepburn's uh, husband. Yeah, I was in I was in high school when I did that, and it yeah, was a great. yeah, it was a bunch of adults that did it. And the guy who was originally uh, did wrote was a really good actor. He was probably an off Broadway actor, but he bowed out at the last. I don't know what happened. I think he was a drunk, but he was a really good actor. Did Real you see Escape from New York, Glenn? Uh, yes, of course. What did you think of that? Um, you know, I, I like Kurt Russell, the Snake. Yeah. I, you know, it got a little carried away from me. I, I, Escape from L.A. was awful. I couldn't watch that yeah, uh, with Peter Fonda. Movies. But he, The Fog was a disappointment. That was right after he made Halloween, I thought. Jeez, i got to get down the street. It was a big the production. played the lead role in that was uh, Adrian Starter a- on the TV show. That was his wife. They, they were married, Adrian Barbeau. That Is was, that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. John Carpenter's wife, yeah. Hubba, hubba. She played Maude Starter in Maude. I don't know how. That was on a few years. Yeah. She was also in Cannibal Run. Last night, uh, Duel. You're familiar with oh that? Oh, my one? God. Of course I'm familiar oh with Duel. Oh, my God. The camera work in that movie for a TV movie yeah. was Did- amazing. That Spielberg's uh, movie. Did you know when when Amazing it movie. was so good? Spielberg was given that as a I don't know, he was like twenty four years old. That a year later they actually made a cinematic version. They added footage to it so that it would make the theaters at ninety minute minimum. And they added truck scenes, but they used a different truck. And they yeah, said it wasn't. It, sh- it was it shown overseas. It, oh, is that what it was? Okay, they yeah, said the truck made, scenes were bad. It was only about a seventy eight minute right. movie in this country. Right. You know Great who wrote movie. that? Uh, the guy, I don't know his name, but he was from Dallas, Texas. I Richard know that. Richard Matheson, who was an original writer for uh, Rod Serling for five years on The Twilight Zone. Right. Uh, he had an incident on a highway, and that's where this idea came up. And you know what day it happened on? What's that? Uh, actually, he wasn't from Dallas. I'm sorry. He was. I think he was from California. The day he, he was hit by a truck and chased down a road was the same day that uh, uh, JFK was shot in Dallas. Wow. Same day. He, he he was golfing. He heard about the assassination. Oh, they went. In, they got in their car. They drove back to their house, and it was at that time a madman in a truck tried to run him off the road, yeah, that's and that's what, what inspired the story. Remember the of uh, the airplane Twilight Zone with uh, William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah, yeah. Written by Richard Matheson. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And Buck that Houghton. Was a chilling. Uh, Buck Houghton was a, a big producer, and he appeared. Yes. In, yeah, he was. Uh, but Pilot. he wrote a lot. Uh, Earl Hamner wrote a lot for Serling, the guy uh, that wrote the Waltons. Believe it or not. Wow! Wow! What a what a yeah, what a prolific for, writer. He had some good writers. That was a, that's the difference between now and uh, fifty years. By ago. By the way, have you seen the updated version of the Twilight Zone? I think it's on the USA Network or something. Have you seen that? No, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd. Watch oh it. my God! It is so atrocious. It, it yeah. is so Serling, awful. Serling had a lot of problems with the sponsors on CBS. 
They're trying to tell them how to run a show. He told these guys, I'm running the show. Yeah. You don't want me? Right. You don't let me know. I'm, I'm just... You know, he was a brilliant sci-fi writer. Yeah, but unfortunately, he smoked like a chimney, and he died at like 41 years. He's a very years. young yeah. man. He's a young guy. Born in this area. Yeah, from Syracuse. We went to, uh, in somehow they moved to Binghamton, and the story yeah, is the Binghamton High School. He lived in Binghamton for a long time. And if you know... Very, uh, he wrote for live TV. I think I think the name of his production company was Cayuga Production. I know there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he used to come up to Alex Bay with his boat. Really? Uh, a friend of mine uh, worked on his boat when he came up here. Yeah. He must have loved it up here. I wonder if he oh, was yeah. inspired. Oh, yeah, he was a nice guy. Yeah. But Great I, writer. You don't have anybody with that kind of talent around anymore. No, or the gumption to go to a network and say, hey, let's do this. And if they do, they'll do a remake of Serling and screw it up like they did on USA. No, it's horrible. Well, uh, the sponsors controlled the early TV. Well, but Same still. Same way with Superman, it was getting too violent, so they told him, uh, you can't have these kind of stories with people getting, women getting punched in the face. Right, right. So they had to uh, lower it down a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's a shame. It was a great show. George Reeves was just yeah. tremendous. Okay, tremendous. Glenn. All right, thank you. you yeah, um, that's, I, I did uh, I did a community play. I'll never forget that. Years ago. Then were the days. All right, did I do a break? I did a break. Did I? Yeah, I did. Someone's on the line. Let's see who it is. Hi, you're in the air. Dallas. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? It's Jason Trainer. It's going to bring the show to a screeching halt. I sent you, and what do you think of it? I did. I think what you sent, Jason, was was good. I think uh, I don't know what program you're using. It's a little long-winded, you know, reading the graphics. I didn't hear the sound. Do you narrate it? Because I had the sound down. Yes, it it took a while to put together. But your opinion—that's the facts I gathered. Yeah. Oh. For the golf course, rough estimate of the water use. But what do you think of it? Oh, I, I, without, I'd have to look at it again, Jason. I'm sorry. I don't want to come across as even more ignorant than I am right now because I can't remember. So give us a gist. What was it about? What, what's your point with the video that you did? Um, my point is the people need to understand the facts <laughs> and what's really involved more as this deal already went through. Yeah. And what it's going to cost the people you know i expect higher water costs and higher property tax because the reality of it clint is someone has to pay for the 3.4 million dollars and my my question to the i asked you know see councilman cliff was there in interview with you and i was wondering what was his response back uh i don't remember what was his response i'm not sure i didn't hear it i, I was cut off but i didn't hear it Hmm. Wait, I'm just uh, texting but, someone. Sorry. But there's, there's one thing I want to talk about to you. The Word District. Yeah. This gentleman, um, his name is James, and he um, services 118 homes in the town of Wartown as hmm. owner James. Hmm. Off of the 60-year-old system to the town of Wartown for $500,000. What do you think about that? Uh, I, don't, I don't. I can't. I can't. I, I, are you making comparisons between 500000 that sale and the golf course? Is that what you're doing, no, Jason? No, this is a totally different uh, ordeal. This gentleman owns privately the Water District. Yeah. Is oh, yeah, that's state. the guy over there on Ive Street. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's an odd deal. I can never figure that out. If you go out there past IHC school, there's a, there's a part. Is it part of the city? Is it annexed by the city, Jason? That I don't understand. Is it, you know, um, I'm reading the article right now. Yeah. And I guess. It says it's in the town, hmm. a war town. 
I'm not sure. So what are you exactly. what, what are you doing, Jason? That's a story on the fringe of of Watertown. The the Lottie Dawes. Are you going to go over there on your bike and, and do and interview the <laughs> people over there before they, before no, they no. swat what, at what you? What I plan to do, uh, Glenn, is when the Wartown Golf Course opens up, I'm going to do a Wartown's first audit right. okay. for my YouTube channel because I want to give a glimpse of what our money is spending towards it and what our money is being used towards and how so let, let me interject. Let, let, okay, Jason, let me... So what, what Jason is saying, some people might not be familiar with this, when, when Jason says he's going to do an audit, that's the type of guy that comes in with a camera in hand, he's recording, and then some bureaucrat walks up to him, a man or a woman, and says, Hi, um, uh, uh, why are you recording me? Uh, you're not allowed to do that. And then you say, Jason, yes, I am. I'm a taxpayer. This is public property, and I, I'm here to ask questions. Is that how it is, Jason? Is that what an yes, audit is? Yes, I'm going to be very res- respectful. Yeah. And also, the reality is we have part ownership because the city... They did not use their own money. They used the money in the general fund. They got off the taxpayer here in the city. So what happens with audits is typically someone who, who might be working there for like 100 years doesn't know the rules that, yes, you can record someone like Jason, but inevitably they say, no, you can't, because they're caught off guard. They've never had this experience before. The word audit is definitely not part of their vernacular. But Jason makes that happen. Jason, have you ever had someone get, you know, really angry at you when you've done an audit before? Like, yes, yes, I did. I actually did an audit at the library. I asked permission first. Right. I, I went through all that. Then I did an audit at the Wartown City Bus System. Right. When See, they had the mass mandate. Right, right. And, and, and for me, it, it's giving the public view of what's going right. on. And You're exposing how people. How is their money being used right. for $3.4 million? Driving them to drink. And here's the thing. Jason is, doesn't have that in-your-face type of personality. And Jason, that's a good thing, trust me. Typically, people that do audits are a little bit more obnoxious about it. So, Jason, at your pace, you know, I don't know if people can read you correctly, because once someone sees a, a camera recording on them, they get very anxious. But you're not the type to put them over the edge. Like, I'm here to make sure I'm a taxpayer. You don't do that, Jason. So no, I guess no, the, yeah. you, you have to be respectful to the surround because, you know, there's no privacy in public area. Right. So that's, what, yeah, about, that's what they don't know. Uh, <laughs> and, and the golf course, is, is my opinion, Glenn, is, is owned by the people. I know she bought it with someone else's money. Tomorrow is the big day. It. Big day. Jason, tomorrow, did you hear um, uh, Mayor Jeff Smith talk today? Tomorrow, no, what, what happened? tomorrow is the... I hope, am I right on this? I was, I was working at the time. I, I can hear it in the background. But tomorrow is the day the city physically spends $3.4 million on the Thompson Park uh, uh, golf course. So tomorrow's the big day, closing day. It's, it's like a day where all the lawyers get in the same room, everyone shakes each other's hands, someone kisses someone's ring, and, and, and then they close the door on Kay in the background, otherwise dying what, 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 what time are they supposed to do that, Glenn? Because I might ask you to take a stroll over now. That, oh, it, I tell you what, car. Jason, I tell you, you know, if you, if <laughs> this is hysterical, if you or Donnie... No, I better not do this. Um, uh, no, forget it. Forget it. No, it's not happening tomorrow, Jay. Uh, Jay. It, it's not happening at all. In fact, it's just like the uh, the film festival. Where you're going to watch. It's going to be on channel. Th- it's going to be on PBS. So don't worry about it, Jason. It was a terrible well, idea. I'm sorry, but I, I I do make a a, a dedication yeah. or a action statement that I will be there. Yeah. Oh all yeah. Possibly when they do the 
when they open up the golf course. Right. I will explain to people, Glenn, that you know there's no expects your privacy in public areas. So when you're doing it respectfully and, right. and they get all crazy. Right. Things, get out of here! But again, when you're <laughs> well, in public, yeah. there's no expect of privacy or, or just right. that stuff. So, gotcha. you know, it's, if you want to not have any cameras around you, just stay in your house be a hermit. Right. There you go. Yeah. And, but expect uh, a camera in your face by Ms. J- Mr. Jason Trainer. Future council person. By the way, do you think you have what it takes to beat out Spaziani? Uh, you, uh, um, I, I, I do. The, the, what's, what's going on with that guy is if people like lockdowns, restrictions, right, and, and businesses going out of the city because He's like of the, the de-inst- harsh treatment or the force that that gentleman will use and others like him, right. I'm the opposite. I do not like lockdowns, restrictions. Or telling the business they can't operate gotcha. the way they feel they need to. That gentleman sounds just like Spaziani. He was a city council member that short time. He was very um, not business friendly. Yeah. Uh, yes, somewhere, somewhere there, Sister Conchetta was would not like the grammar there. But I think you got the, you you definitely got the point there. Jason, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. You too, Glenn. That's uh, Jason Trainer here on the Live at Five show. So yeah. Um, Spaziani was on Channel 7 last night, you know, t- as a matter of fact, you know how they interview him in front of, you know, what was Kathy Persick's office there? Uh, th- can they find another office to interview? I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, we're going to have transparency. Uh, we're, we're not going to have back the ordeals. You know, big, long, pregnant pauses. You know what he reminds me? He reminds me of Mr. Fields from the, uh, from the Abbott and Costello show. He just looks like he just, you know, one, day, one moment he's like just, you know, very grandfatherly-like, and the next moment he's just flying off the handle for absolutely no reason. Jeff Smith's a dictator! I know it! Turns into like the Mark Levin. Anyway, uh, Spaziani's in the race. I mentioned Todd DeMar's name. I, I think he's going to be throwing, you know, he's, he, he was politically inclined. Who could forget Ben Schoen? And uh, Bob Shore, you know, remember he ran for the primaries, too. Hi, you're on the you're on the live five show. Yeah, Glenn. Uh, yes, we have to remember he uh, he voted for everything that's happening now. Are uh, you talking about Spaziani? Y- yes, that man. Well, he I mean, voted for everything that's happening: golf course, pools, everything else. How do you know he so, would have voted? For, he wasn't there for the golf course, though. But he was for it. Okay. When they were talking about it. Interesting. Hmm. And um, we need somebody in there that's thinking about Watertown. So, it, if 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 uh, Pat Hickey runs, does does he say my opponent was for the golf course? He's therefore he shouldn't. No, never mind. No, I don't think so. It's gonna be weird. Yeah. I hope Hickey don't run because he's done absolutely zero, and we need somebody else in there uh, to help with these city problems. Uh, you know, like like you said, he's a real nice guy. Yeah, good yes, question. He's a real nice guy, but he's done nothing. He has said nothing. So, being such a nice guy don't work in the city. You got to speak up and you got to do things for the city. You know, I mean, Glenn, he said exactly zero. Well, I, I think, I think, again, this is just, again, this is just between you and me and everyone listening right now. Uh, I think he kind of went with what Cliff went with. I, again, I'm just an observer, and you know, Lisa's decision to go from Republican to three against two—that's her decision as well. I really think. 
Hickey was led down this golf course thing, and I, I think he might have second second thoughts about it. That's my opinion. Well, of course. the thing is, is that he he went along with everything they want, so nobody let him down the path. He didn't have to vote for the pools, the golf courses, and and spending all the money that they are. Right. He didn't have to vote for that, but he did. Right. So he's part of the problem, Glenn. If you don't speak up for the city taxpayers and the city people, right. then you're part of the problem. Right. Thanks, Glenn. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. The man tells it like it is. And people ask me, who's that gentleman? I don't know. I don't. Again, there's a lot of people that I don't know. I might see you out and that gentleman out in the street. I think I met him at uh, the Piggly Wiggly, whatever the frig they call it, Piggly Wiggly. How the hell did we get a Piggly Wiggly up here to begin with? Can anyone explain that? One thing I wanted to, I, every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll have a personal observation and I, I want to share it with you. I, I don't know what's happened to me in the last year and a half, maybe less than that. But I can't type with my fingers anymore. I do. I'm tr- I try. I, my, my attention span, and I'm, I'm a pretty good typist, by the way, both on a regular keyboard and on the phone with my thumb. But I've noticed lately, I, I, I look down at my text before I send them, and I must, it looks, I, I must be learning Ukrainian language or something. I have no idea. The, the, let me look at the keyboard. The number, the, uh, number eight, it's amazing how you can change the context of of a message by choosing the wrong letter. So for instance, the letters I and you are right next to each other. So so say for instance, if you texted someone, you knew that. And then they ask, what do you mean I knew that? I said, no, I meant I knew that. No, you said you knew that. You see what I'm saying? And then, and then you go back to correct it and then you make more mistakes. Or you add, you think you're, you're, you're deleting letters, but you're hitting the letter M instead. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. And there, there's other times where, for some reason or other, my, my shoelaces will come untied. And I'll, it, that will happen in like, you know, three times in a day. And never happen again for like a month. But this thing is just, I, I do it not only with the letters U and I, but instead of, you know, I, you, you, you write the type rather the letter I a lot. Oh, I saw that the other day. And I said, no, you saw that. The, and then I or the number eight, which is right above it. Very annoying. So I wanted to ask people, are you, I, I mean, again, you know, I'm dealing with people my age, older, younger, of course. Have you noticed your typing style? Have, have you gotten sloppy with your texting style, with p- typing the wrong letters as you get older? Or is it just Glenn Curry? I want to know. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, hold on a second. Oh, it's Lefty. 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 I had, to, I had to switch it over to Bluetooth, because if not, you can't hear when you're driving along. You know how that goes. Exactly. Hey, now you're wearing shoes, not sneakers, right? You don't uh, wear boots or sneakers, you wear shoes? No, I wear sneakers that look like, you know, half-ass shoes. I, I, I've oh, given up I on shoes. You've, you've always been like a shoes and slacks guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, of like dungarees, jeans, and, and, and it wouldn't be dungarees. This, this isn't your grandmother. <laughs> Trousers, trunks. Trousers, but you've been a slacks guy. Slacks, yeah. You've always been that. You don't, you know, I've seen you wearing jeans, but you don't look as though you're comfortable wearing jeans. <laughs> like, like really? You'd rather wear slacks and shoes. Right. Don't get me wrong. Those, those days are still there, but you yeah. know, you got to think old Mark Cuban that said he's never wearing a tie again. Yeah. I see you dressed as though you're in a business meeting quite often. 
Well, I mean, Mark Cuban has fu money, and I, I think that if you're going to be in, in in the area in business at all, which I'm in, I think it's you know. I, by the way, I don't wear a tie. I feel like I should. A lot of people don't anymore. Um, definitely, dress codes have have slacked. Uh, pardon the pun, uh, but clearly uh, north of the thruway. Because when I go down to Syracuse, to you know, people all, you know they wear ties again, but not as much as they used to. Um, I think that's a sad testament. I, I I don't see a problem with dressing up while you're working throughout the day. I don't I don't care what you do. I don't see a problem with that. I think people respect well, you more I, too. I, first first job I had that was like you know an over the counter job where you actually got you know paid not under the. Well, table. if you're a kid, yeah, sure. Was, sure. Yeah, was it uh, as, was it Kenny Drugs over on Washington Street? Right. And I worked one to five. I got out of school early, missed some gym classes, had to make them up in the summer. But I worked one to five so I could get over there early. Wow. But I had to wear a shirt. I had to wear a shirt and tie, and you could get away with corduroys, but you had to wear slacks. Right. And you had to wear shoes. You couldn't wear sneakers. Mm-hmm. Now years later, I'm I'm like you know managing like the farmhouse. Right. And it's like we were asking way too much labor out of out of young kids to be wearing pants. You can't have people in pants when you're doing the type of labor. And we used to do the same thing at Kenny's. Right. And it was, you know, a good, good company, and they're, they're still around. You right. Know, and they're still going to be around forever is the way it looks. Since 193. Yeah. You, you look back like the dress codes aren't like you think they are. Mm-hmm. Things have really changed. I mean, it's like now you see more than ever, you see people with, you know, a button-down collar with a sport coat with jeans because what? jeans cost $100 now. Right, you know, right. You it's just... Right. One of those things where things have changed. But wearing shoes, mm-hmm. so you wear like black sneakers with Velcro, or what <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And I and I'm moving to Miami Beach tomorrow with a big freaking cigar in my mouth. No, I don't have uh, I don't have Velcro. I have black sneakers though. Yeah, I bought them last year when I, when I when I actually for my trip to Florida. I've had them ever since. They have absolutely no support. They're really not good in the snow, but they go on easy, and that's all I care about. I really I don't I, uh, I refuse ever, to wear boots. Have you ever, ever tried like a pair of Doc Martens? Uh, like what's that? Is that all oh, those boots? Yeah, they're boots and they're shoes. They're really comfortable. It just takes me for, I, t- I put on a pair of skates when I was in Lake Placid and I have a big friggin' cut, from, not a cut, but a, a, uh, abrasion from it rubbing. I, I, I skate like olive oil. But when I put on boots, it just it's so uncomfortable for me. Anything that goes near my ankles, I'm like the guy in, in uh, something about Mary. You know, well, you, you <laughs> I go crazy. Them, you can get them in, and you can get them in, in just shoes as well. Yeah. But they're a very comfortable. Actually, there's a Dr. Scholl's version of them now, where they come with a Dr. Scholl's insert. And I'm just telling you. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, listen, I my mom shoes. said my mom always lived by you know ancient uh, Chinese proverbs. Uh, she would, you know, her whole life was inspired by Tetley uh, tea bags with the you know, things and so forth. And one of them said, take care of your feet and your feet will take care of you. Well, let me tell you something. I have not, repeat, not taken care of my feet because me, unlike Jim Levin, who buys $700 shoes, Italian shoes, I haven't spent more than 60 bucks in a pair of shoes in my entire life. And I paid for it, by the well, way. If you buy a pair of Doc Martens, you're going to have to spend a little bit more than that, but... They're going to last you. And you can order them online. If you don't like them, send them back. Well, I would never, I would never, ever, ever order a pair of, of, I would get shirts and pants, and I've done that. It's a risky thing, but I can't see myself buying a pair of shoes without wearing them. i got to try them on. That's impossible. And I don't know what my size is. I haven't tried on anything. What size size shoe are you? Either nine and a half or ten. Okay. Depends on the shoe. Right. Depends on the shoe, and and there's a difference between, see, now, again, I, I, my, my sneakers now, they're a 12. I should be an 11 and a half, definitely 11 and a half, but, but sometimes it just, I don't know what the deal is. Sometimes a 12 fits and sometimes 11 and a half fits, whatever, one or the other. 
but I, I have to wear a pair of shoes before I put them on. That's, that's the bottom line. I got well, it. That, I'm giving you some suggestions on that. When you said they untie like that, I just pictured you wearing penny loafers with a pair of slacks and a button-up shirt. That's just what I, I pictured. Well, you. what's wrong with that? There's nothing thing, wrong but, with that. But, you know, it, you got to listen to Mark Cuban on some of that. Those I'm not going to listen to Mark Cuban, no matter how smart. much money he's got. And I've, I've had this come along, too. Never take a meeting where you're not being written a check. Well, in no time go to meetings. Meetings is the biggest waste of time. I agree with them. Involved. It's people that think they're in management, and I've been in that category, Bye. where you just like to hear yourself speak and whatever. It's the biggest time waster. Wait. Zoom and the COVID helped that a lot. People just aren't doing meetings anymore. I agree. It's just like, no, don't have time for it. Right. It's a waste of time. Waste of time. It's the most unproductive thing you could possibly do. Right, and then people inevitably you know, go to the bu- and take a dump after it anyway. There's another 20 minutes down the drain. All right, man, hey, i got to go. One more one, one thing I'm going to let you go. Yeah. I like it when you hit Jason Trainer. He almost made a sentence today. <laughs> Did he really? One of, my, one of my pet peeves, and you hear even smart people say this, is just these little things you, you heard when you were a kid, like A before E, except right, 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 right. And 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Right, right, but right. one of those other things is never end a sentence with a preposition. Right. And you hear that all the time. People will be like, where are you at? Yeah, right. It's like, well, it's just where are you. It's just, you don't need to throw that ad in there. You know, it's just, but you hear that a lot. It's a little pet peeves of mine, but I like hearing you correct someone when their grammar is just so piss poor that it's horrible. <laughs> well, what about... Hey, I heard you say a word. I heard you say a word on the air. Day I didn't know you could say. What was that? Well, it was like one of... It, it's a... I'll say it's pussy. I didn't know you could say that on the air. Uh, you know, I don't think I can, so don't bring it up, please. Okay, I don't remember. Just how descriptive you are. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're talking about a Sopranos cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. One Uncle Pussy. Sopranos. I told you I've been rewatching the Sopranos. I'm right. let you get one last folding thing. Have you noticed yeah. how many times do you think that Tony used Dr. Milfie's sayings? Saying? Like, what like, would be a saying? He would say something. Like, yeah, I'll give you an example. He used it after it was already done. He said it to Richie after it was said to him. Yeah. The example was, she's like someone who has a a ham under her arm but is asking for bread. Okay. Know? It's like Dr. Melfi would say these different sayings, hmm. and he would pick them up and put them wow. in his conversation. Jeez, I, I, I didn't pick up I, on that at all. You're, you're, I, things like that you wouldn't notice until you, you're watching it for a complete through. I mean, I've watched it complete through more than once, but right. usually I just watch an episode here or there something's going on, but we're actually watching it beginning to end right now, and yeah. it's kind of a, a cool thing to do. It is. You know? Greatest show ever, ever. Greatest show. Greatest. All right, I gotta go. I'll let you go. You have a great afternoon. Bye-bye now, don't you know? It's great afternoon. It's almost 6 o'clock. I gotta do a break. We'll be back. Uh, is, wait, this, is this gonna run? I don't think this is gonna run. Oh, it might run. Let's see what happens. Bring it back. Hey, welcome back. Remember, the uh, Hotline Show and uh, Live at Five shows are sponsored by our new sponsor. That's Widget Auto Sales. Uh, if you've noticed, uh, the, the average cost of a vehicle these days, a new car, is $49,000. But don't worry, you've got the used car leader with the biggest selection of pre-owned vehicles. And then the others around town, they're on out of Washington Street. they got more trucks, more SUVs, more sedans, all pre-owned. Don't spend new. I, I had to talk. I, uh, this is not talking about bad, bad grammar. But uh, Mayor Smith came up to me today with a copy and this, this piece of paper in his hand. He goes up to me and says, Glenn, 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 curry in a hurry. What's this line say? I go, oh, yeah, it says it's don't spend new in the new year. So there you go. Grammatically correct? No, not even close. But come up to the used car leader on out of Washington Street or online at widgetautosales.com. There's a couple minutes left. If you want to call in, by all means, give us a shout. Love to hear from you. 755-1240.
is the number. It's dark outside. It's that type of year, you know, it's bone chilling. You know what Sharon and I have been doing the last two months? You know, sometimes when you, when you watch Fox News, you feel the apocalypse is, is pretty much right around the corner. Who knows what Putin's going to do? Who knows if I'm going to be sitting here in the next 60 days? Zelensky sounding like the great humongous from the road warrior. If you notice, President Zelensky, he's changed his voice. Just to maybe, I don't know, he sounds like, he sounds like Randy Macho Man. We're going to, we need more su- support and tanks. We need them now. Just handed you billions of dollars. But anyway, what we've been doing, is, and it's nothing that we've been doing anything. We, we literally just keep the, the heat down to 66 degrees. We live in a house. It's in the windy days. It's, it's a drafty old house. Uh, why do we have to have this drafty old house? What about all these kids? I don't have kids. So I just figured, you know what? We're, a con- we're always in the living room. We got a fireplace insert there. So keep the rest of the house. So we, we you know. It's, it's the craziest thing. I know. It's because, it, you know, when you walk out of the living room, it's like walking in Ice Station Zebra or something. It's like walking outside. I don't know if it's good for the... We're not going to... It's not going to be so cold we're going to freeze the pipes or anything. It's not like the floorboards are going to collapse. So I've seen a difference already. I mean, last year, we went away for a week and left the heat on. That was stupid. And I, we had the highest heating bill in one month time ever. I mean, it wasn't even close. And then, of course, as you know, costs have gone up since. So, again, we're alive. It's, you know, we're not freezing to death. We're only two people running back and forth to the kitchen. You just run a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating, of course. But uh, I, I, it works because the bills are down. I mean, it might save us this process of keeping the heat down to 66, six, in some cases, 65 degrees. I know that's insane. And when it gets cold, it's like, come on, what are we doing? But uh, it's going to save us. I'm thinking, based on what my data, at least when I'm when I'm you know brave enough to look at my na- uh, national grid bill, it's going to save us at least probably three hundred dollars. Old house like that, if you keep it up hovering around sixty nine seventy consistently, that's a lot of money. And I know it sucks that we got to get down. Believe me, again, we're not on an austerity here. It's not like we're running out of. But I just can't stand the fact that we're just. It just costs more to live now. And that in itself is 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 a is a bet is, is a compromise I'm willing to do only so that you know life doesn't bite you in the butt. So anyway, our parents always said, you know, what do you live in a barn? Do you don't pay the bills around here? Well, I've been paying the bills for a long. My wife and I have been paying the bills on our own for a long time. So that's the latest. Oh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty, the dark days. It's only January, folks. We'll get by. Remember, I want to thank uh, Brian Hunt. And thank God he doesn't have a brother by the name of Mike. And Brian was nice enough to come down here and talk about the uh, the film festival for Snowtown USA, uh, which starts uh, in in a, in a somewhat non-traditional way, but on PBS this for the next uh, four Fridays, and you can watch them uh, uh, for the f- four consecutive weeks from eight till nine. So thank you, Brian Hunt. Uh, so anyway, we're getting down to the nitty gritty where I got to say goodbye to everyone. Remember, programming note. Uh, Mayor Jeff Smith will be on tomorrow for the Hotline Show. That should be exciting, and I'll be back for more of the Live at Five show right here on AM 1240 uh, WATN. Uh, That makes us legal. Up next, of course, is CBS.